0: Okay, back again. This Sunday was Mother's Day. And hopefully all you mothers out there who are listening, hopefully you were recognized, you were appreciated, and you were treated as important as you are to that household. And for those of you who have mothers out there, have wives, hopefully you treated her the best way you can. And for all you fetters that forgot, shaking my damn head. Now jumping back into it on Sunday on Mother's Day, I decided to of course treat my own mother with respect and give her what she deserves in the form of a massage at a spa. Now, while she was there, I decided listen, I'm gonna make a trip down to Miami and I'm gonna check out this 710 Dab Day event. Now I've heard about Dab Day and they have such a great reputation when it comes to throwing cannabis events that I said I cannot miss out now that I have the knowledge. And in fact, I'm not just gonna go there, I'm gonna interview the guy who runs it all. So just to give you guys a mental tour you walk into this venue and you see these vendors all around, right? You see these brave, risk-taking, creative entrepreneurs all out there chasing their dream. Because of course they could be anywhere else on Mother's Day but they decided, you know, we're gonna be right here at this event on Mother's Day to spread our brand and to see how passionate every single vendor was, whether they were selling glass, whether they were selling concentrate, whether they were selling edibles, or whether they were selling any other form of product, or just at least teaching about the product that they make. They were informing us and teaching us what is it they do, what is it they want to do, who they are, and who they want to be. You see, Cody, the individual who threw this event in, in regards to also Drew, his partner, sorry Drew, decided that they're going to make an event that's not only going to educate but it's going to propagate this cannabis culture into something much more than it ever has been. See, 710 Dab Day, what, I, what I've gotten from it is all about that entrepreneurial drive to not only dive into the pool that is the cannabis industry, but come off of the very, very top jumping board all the way down. We ain't talking about kiddie pools here, we talking about Olympic-sized pool because there's so much opportunities in, in this industry, at least right now for that matter. Because, as you may expect, big pharma, big money conglomerates are on its way. They're teaming up together and they're realizing we want to be the big players in this before anyone else is. And once we establish that, it's going to be hard for us to be defeated. Now, with that being said, to a little segue into what we wanted to mention also on this segment, you have Aurora Cannabis partnering up with another large company in Canada. Now, if you don't know, Canada is almost a safe haven for all these large cannabis companies because why? Canada's going to be legalized when it comes to summer. Come July or August, you're going to be seeing cannabis in another light. Not just legal in little packets and little forms here and there, but legal federally. And Canada's a very large country. We're not talking about the Netherlands here or Uruguay. We're talking about Canada. Okay? And so... Aurora Growth, if this merger were to be accepted by a Canadian government, would make them an over $7 billion company. They would have control over all, not all, but the majority of the cannabis grown in Canada. Now, of course, what I'm thinking and what I'm envisioning is if I control the Canadian market when it comes to growing and I have the best prices for growing and I can supply all these other companies in Canada, why not also partner with large growers in the United States and it's amazing to me how the biggest cannabis companies whether it be GW Pharmaceuticals or in this case Aurora Cannabis they're not American as you know GW Pharmaceuticals is coming out of England and you also have Aurora coming out of Canada so it's almost astounding it baffles me how Americans are not at the forefront Of this conglomerate industry. And of course, they can't be yet because if you don't know, if you're an investor, guys, if you guys, you know, uh, make it work hard and make it to the wards where you are a cannabis investor, you have things that are called the uh, vice clause. Vice clause are what keeps investors from investing into vices. That can be alcohol, that can be drugs, that can be uh, porn, that can be anything that can be seen as a vice in cannabis falls under that platform. So, this is why you see companies such as GW Pharmaceuticals and Canopy, who are not American but are very, very large. So, we'll see how this boils down and what's going to be. But back to 710 uh, Dab Day, this showed me the bright, bright future cannabis has all over the country. To see how so many people can come into such a small area and all enjoy one thing cannabis. And not everyone enjoys cannabis the same. You know, you guys seen the pictures and the videos from High Times Cannabis Cup where everyone is out there with a seven-foot large joint and they're going crazy. And, it's, and, and, and you see this event at least breeds in different facets and pockets of the industry. Whether you, you, you may want a microdose, whether you may not want to get too blasted, whether you just want to get medicated, you know, with CBD, however you choose. Everyone has their own preference. Everyone has their own way they'd like to enjoy cannabis. And 710 Dab Day definitely allowed that to happen. So our interview that we we're having, even though the sound quality is not the best, the video quality is not the best, we're almost hesitant to release the video because we want to put out quality content. Just as Cody and Drew has spent their time together to make such a quality and well-organized event, we want to make sure we have a quality and well-organized cannabis video media whichever now our podcast is just the beginning and high tv is going to grow into a media outlet for cannabis and speaking of media outlets it's looking bad for media in the in the cannabis sense because youtube is shutting every single thing down i mean you have people such as Cole reaper who's been on youtube for at least eight years almost a decade people a decade and it's one of the marquee peoples when it comes to cannabis influencers, being one of the first to be so widely known. Coral Reefer was shut down. Matt Drizzle, who is more for the younger crowd or Coral Reefer for the younger crowd, has also gotten shut down. Strain Hunters, not Strain Hunters, but uh, I forgot the name but the guy with the beard. Sorry, I forgot your name, buddy. He got shut down as well. And it's only a matter of time before all these other large weed YouTubers are shut down. Now, how is the community responding to such a travesty? To for many of these individuals, this is their source of income, is being cannabis media, like High Rise TV or High Rise Co. How are they now going to survive? So it seems the weed tube, you can see on Instagram and Facebook, is deciding to go all in with weed. Not just creating a video platform that will allow weed to flourish, but then specifically creating something for weed content creators. Now I reached out to the creators of WeedTube at Hemmington National, and I said, listen guys, I'm paraphrasing here, listen listen, guys, I love the idea of WeedTube as in W-E-E-D, but I think you should call it WeTube. as in WeTube. Now YouTube already exists and it's already large and probably is way too big to fall under However, by creating WeTube, it creates an ideal, an idealistic point of view and philosophy on allowing the creators to create, allowing the creators to be and to be free. And of course, free the weed. So I see a lot of weed tubers going to Venmo or Vimo. I see people trying to look into D tube, which is the cryptocurrency versions of YouTube. And even Philip DeFranco, someone who is a YouTube, you know. Prodigal son if you will He's been on YouTube as long as I remember Back in like 2006 When he was young Philip DeFranco When he left YouTube had a kid came back and say You know what this thing isn't bad I can feed my family off of it So YouTube I understand You're just doing you're just doing your job Because at the end of the day the federal law says that You cannot facilitate the sale Of illegal cannabis And even if you state in your videos You're doing it from a legal state You're doing it from an educational standpoint still YouTube has to pull the trigger. And unfortunately, that's what they did. So now that makes me wonder, is Instagram going to do the same thing? Will Instagram shut down our page or other pages like it? Well, as long as we're not selling anything, as long as we're just providing information and teaching as a media platform, we should be in okay. However, things are still in a gray area. And hopefully this gray area only lasts but a short amount of time, Until we enter a green area, an area of bountiful bliss where cannabis media can flourish and everyone can enjoy cannabis without having to worry about a cop over their shoulder behind them in the rearview mirror or anything along that sort. Now, this episode is going to be titled The Future is Here because after going to 710 Dab Day and seeing how well it was and how well organized it is and. Is going to be in the future The future is no longer coming It is here folks It is here to stay Stay tuned And stay high folks High TV